Hello out there, a Bantertown crew bringing it hot back to you. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, was too close. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I haven't done a Bantertown in a while. I, uh, hey, good good morning. <laughs> Afternoon. <laughs> Hi, guys. How you doing? John's right. sick. <laughs> I think, I think he's on drugs. <laughs> I'm just trying not to say it's going to be a great episode. I'm trying real hard because Johnny's Canadian, corrected me. What was the Canadian liquid medicine that you took? What was it called? It was... But milk of the poppy? Um, I don't know. <laughs> that stuff was gross. Um, Buckley's. Buckley's. Didn't you try that? No, but I just remember we were talking about it. And, yeah. But it, you get free drugs in Canada. It's probably the good stuff, though, right? That's it oh, was it was, terrible. High quality? It was significant. I think medicine that tastes bad, is you, you think it's going to work more. Absolutely. It's like you're earning, it's fruity. You're earning your health that Like way. a Luden's. Remember the Luden's cough drops when you were a kid? It's basically cherry candy. Hey, I loved Luden's. It did it's, nothing for you. No. <laughs> it's just that you could cough and it, your your uh, teacher would let you have Luden's in class. Yeah. If you could kind of... It was like candy? Yeah, it was basically cherry candy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it did nothing for you. It didn't even say that it was medicinal. It just said like... Uh, for dry throat or something you know, it was like well anything's for dry throat it's a, it's a hard candy just try swallowing that'll yeah. help the dry throat That's so funny yeah no uh, i am a little bit under the weather um i don't know it could be the 60 degree swing that we've had yeah. here tennessee man yeah we were like in the lowest we were in the lowest sustained temperatures that we've been in in a decade. And then are you a weather nerd, though? Are you? <laughs> as you get older, do you find yourself watching the Weather Channel on a loop and not realizing that it's happening? No, I don't. I can't no. stand the Weather Channel. But you I, like weather. You're I, I do. Person. I like snow. I like cold. But I won't no. sit there and watch the Weather Channel. My yeah. wife will, and that's why I don't. We've talked about this before in the podcast, but yeah. she's oh. she really enjoys the. I just it. I get local I get weather, bored. but the the people that watch it and go, it's twelve in Boise. <laughs> like, what is? How does that affect your life? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay knowing what's happening in the rest of the world. I just, I just don't. St- I don't know if I want that. I'll open up an app on my phone and oh, I'll see yeah. what the weather's yeah. like. I don't want to stare to. I don't want to stare at TV. I, what I really dig is like tornado documentary shows, like those. The enemy like wind going to Joplin and like. Yeah. Sucks that all that happened, but it's really entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch? Did you like the movie Twister? <laughs> I loved Twister. Yeah, Helen was Hunt, like, Helen Hunt, and now, uh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Paxton's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's dead. That's really? crazy to me. Died suddenly this year. Past, oh this past year, <clears throat> yeah. I did not know. That. He was only like fifty-two or something. Yeah, it was freak accident. I think he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's well, a great actor. Yeah, Tombstone. Well, get we're out off of here to a good Tombstone. note. This yeah, we miss you. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Speaking of Tombstone, I was I was hacking Tombstone. up. I was ha- hacking upstairs in the uh, office earlier, and I walked past Amy's office, and I was like, "I sound like Doc Holliday." You know, that's right. And yeah, I got no reaction at all. What? Did she so, not seen Tombstone? I don't know. I was like, I got the consumption. I got no reaction from that either. Like I'm giving you all I got. <laughs> you know, this yeah. is. I was reading some things from my book to you guys before I went on the air, and I got no reaction from y'all either. So I'm yeah. just kind of used to that. Maybe you should rethink your book. I don't know. <laughs> See, if I, if, I, if I stopped writing things because of the reactions, guys, I'd have written nothing. <laughs> Do you know, I tried a joke in the 8.30 early Dream Team service on Sunday morning and got no reaction. And so... You told me this at lunch, and you said, and then I tried it again at the 10, 10 o'clock, and I was like, you did it again? That's like, like a comedian's... Like blaming the crowd and being like, "This is good." <laughs> Let's see what the next group says. Well, see, being, since I'm not a comedian, and and here's the thing, I had a I had a backup plan. So in the eight thirty, you know, there's only a few people in there because it's just our our volunteers from the yeah children's areas mainly, and so <clears throat> I did it, and they, they don't want to laugh, Johnny. You know that they don't want to laugh. No. It's just a few of them sitting there. Well, it's early. And so then I said, yeah. "Well, I was expecting a bigger reaction to that or something." Then they laughed, you know, uh-huh. at that. So I was ready for that. Instead, yeah, laughing of, at your failure, right? Because I just make fun way of myself. Funnier. It is way funnier. The best follow up to a joke that failed. I remember when I was a kid, I used to watch these these shows on TV. One of them was a stand up show called Evening at the Improv. Oh yeah, I used to watch it. And that. it was all with these the brick wall behind you. Yeah, yeah, and so they were just live comedy club shows. And so one of them, a joke bombed, or it just fell a little bit flat. And he said, he said, "Those jerks in Iowa set me up." I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> like, what a funny reaction. You, 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 in second service, you set it up a little better, and it went over better. Do, could you actually name anything I did differently? Well, not now. But in the moment, I was like, okay, he did I a little better I felt like it was pretty identical. No. 
It was it was like one or two words different, but it, maybe like, your you had the audience with you. So sometimes it's about confidence. Like, friend, oh, this is like talking shop comedy wise. But the one of the reasons you never open, like I wrote some new jokes for this run with Tim. Okay, I had some new jokes I wanted to do because sometimes I'll do a, a city with Tim and I've done it before, and I want to make sure when I go out with Tim Hawkins, I'll do different jokes. But I had a couple new jokes, and the rule is you don't open with a new joke, and it's not because it might not be funny enough to be first. It's because you never quite have the confidence when you're delivering a brand new joke because you Mm -hmm. don't have your feet underneath you. You don't know that it's killed in 30 cities yet. Right. And so it could be great. But I did it the first night. I went out and did it anyway. And it was a rookie mistake. And it was flat. It didn't didn't die, but it was just flatter than it would have been. What was the joke? It was about um, because it's New Year's, coming off New Year's. And I said, anybody make your resolutions? How was your Christmas? And I said, I found this out over Christmas. Maybe a good holiday idea for you guys coming up. I said, for $59, you can name a star after a loved one. Mm-hmm. And I said, or for $0, you can just tell them you did. And uh, <laughs> so that's, I'm going to do that. <laughs> See that one there that says Alpha Centauri on the map? That's Janet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, but it's just, I didn't quite have yeah. the the swagger to really, and it's not an opener because you're not yeah, really saying anything about yourself yet. You it's to, not it like a be, huge payoff either. Like right. it's, it's. Yeah. Comical. It's, it's good like, once you know me and you're in my rhythm, and it just wasn't a good starter. So that was my mistake. I'd be curious to know what I did differently, Dane, because... I couldn't tell you. I don't have the mind of a comedian. I know that about myself. So well, I, I know that you set it up better, but I don't know what you did. Well, what I said, Johnny, was... Mm. So I did a... Now we have to hear this. I'm just kidding. Well, we had to hear... <laughs> well, we had to hear yours, you... Uh, well, I was doing a message. Uh, we had doing a series called Here Comes the Bride about you know the church, the bride of Christ. And so I was using the three Disney princesses, and so we right. were Which talking. Which very demasculating, I'll say. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, when you have, maybe it's just being the dad of a, of a daughter. You know, it's like, it just is what I'm it not. is. Yeah, but you will be. And I don't know about that. Well, you got long hair like Rapunzel. <laughs> slow your roll. Well, I did Cinderella getting out of isolation, and I did Rapunzel getting out of insecurity, and then I did, uh, I was doing Snow White. I was like, guys, and that was my last point. So they were kind of with me by then. Maybe that's what it was. They were really with me by then. But maybe I was like, guys, you know, Snow White, it was ignorance was the point. You yeah. know? And Proverbs chapter one says, how long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? And how long, O scoffers, will you delight in scoffing? And so the whole point is, hey, it's okay that we're simple or we're ignorant and don't know things. It's just not okay to love it. Mm-hmm. It's okay that you struggle with cynicism. It's not okay to love it because that's what he was saying. How right. long will you love this part about yourself? And so I said, guys, Snow White, man, she really had some issues in her life. I said, I said she lived in the woods with seven dudes, and only one of them was bashful. Mm. <laughs> and it did. It got actually a pretty big it, laugh. It I got a like, better <laughs> laugh. It got a better <laughs> laugh in the second service. I was prepared for the whole world. I think there's a little bit of like, we're in church, and that kind of joke is... It's on the edge a little bit. Yeah, like, people are like, can we... Right. Was, that? <laughs> was Snow White in an inappropriate relationship with six other dudes or something? You know, like that, the joke I've always heard about the dwarves that's like a stock joke is that six six out of seven dwarves are not happy. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a good. You joke. had to find a way, didn't you? I'm sorry, that's just funny. you had to up. You had to upstage me, dude. I'll never forget. Uh, this was in the Numa days when we're doing a college, the college ministry thing. <laughs> And we we had a Christmas party, and I think Johnny got a hold of your buddy, uh, Nate. Nate Bergetzi. Yeah, yeah, he came in, and he's used to, he's definitely like a club comic, mm-hmm. right? So he comes in, and, and he slipped up. It, he, he fudged a little bit and said, I think he said damn or something like that. No, he did He did, and it was like, know. it kind of like he caught it as it was happening. Really? And it was a little under his breath, but it was like in the punchline. Yeah. And so everybody in the in the I crowd, like that. we wanted to laugh, but it was like, we didn't know what to do. Yeah. And he just kept that. going, and it was fine. That's so weird, because Nate doesn't curse in his show. He did, man. It may have been just like something, just like he's uh, in a new setting. And I don't know. I wonder if you thought he was cussing, but he really wasn't no, cussing. He did. And I so then the joke got ruined, you know? Like, wow. Nah, That's interesting, because you would have remembered that. Johnny. Yeah, I remember you. Well, I would have said something to him. Probably, I'd have been like, "Dude, what are you doing?" It was very like, it was minor, of course. Yeah, but like an accident, probably. It was definitely an accident, huh? I'll have to well. confront him about that. Bro. <laughs> I could. You, you split it. my church. You will not remember that. <laughs> 
Hey, yeah, now I know why college ministry didn't work out. Mm. There <laughs> you neighbor go. Gassy said, damn. It was that one. one. <laughs> was that one? <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for the reasons. Dude, speaking of comics, uh, I just got into the new, um, and it's not new. It's new to me, the Jerry Seinfeld show. Not Seinfeld. <laughs> Right. But uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Netflix bought the rights to Yeah, too. so it was a YouTube show, apparently. It's and... always on cracked.com forever. Okay. And, and so, yeah, but it was basically, I've yeah. I've really it was been videos. loving that. It's great. I think uh, Seinfeld's funny, but then he has, like, really interesting guests, too. Yeah, he, Seinfeld's interesting because he doesn't like normal people. So he <laughs> he he has, like, he's kind of smug and kind of has disdain yeah. for normal people. But I really do like him, and, I, and of course, I think Seinfeld's the best show that's ever been, but. He, uh, yeah, some of the conversations are fine. I was watching some of those yesterday too, which They're pastor, really you know, pastor's been laid up. Yeah. And so he's been texting me, dude, have you seen this? Have you seen this? He's like actually having to watch things. Yeah. Uh, which is so funny for Andrew because he just, what never shows stops is he moving. texting you about? He texted me about comedians and cars. Have oh, you seen okay. this? I go, yeah, it's been out for five years. You know? <laughs> but I yeah, know he's, he's talking to me about it the other day too. Yeah. As if it was, then he'll yeah. text me about other comedians. <laughs> Did you know Michael Jr. did a Ted talk? I go, yeah, I knew. <laughs> That's cool. He goes, it's awesome. <laughs> That's me, though. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I think it's great, on. man, that he's kind of stuck and having to slow down. It's like, you know, I think sometimes we, he's not happy about it. No, I but I like it. I like it. Like it. Got I some like nice it. cars, though. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, it's cool. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, but yeah, it's funny to watch like people who are entertainers for a living and having a, a normal conversation. And then you'll kind of catch them trying to make each other laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Not be obvious really about funny. it, but it's funny. Yeah. That, did you guys see the the video clip of Kesha? It was at some like award show, and Kesha wanted to. She sees Seinfeld, and she wants to go hug him. Oh right, and he kind of snubbed her. Jerry, I don't think he's. Well, he did, but he's like apparently not a hugger at all. Like doesn't want yeah, human contact. Mm-hmm. At all. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes in for a hug, and he's like, nope. And he like literally pushes her away. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, that was like a Freaking big, viral, it was like a viral video. Yeah, it was hilarious. Well, he probably didn't know who she was either, and he's just like, yeah, maybe. Oh, there's no. He didn't probably know there's gonna be 300 cameras capturing that <laughs> moment forever of him snubbing. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I would know better than that. I, just knowing enough about Jerry Seinfeld to not even go. I'd go for a fist bump at most. Yeah, I wouldn't even. Which like I have friends like that. Like I have a buddy named Rick Roberts, and he travels. You know, you know, 150 days a year as a comic. But he's so afraid of getting sick, so he'll fist bump you just because. Yeah, he's because so, if you get sick, you could be down. You could lose six shows. You could lose yeah. thousands of dollars. Yeah. So. fist bump is weird though because yeah. you never know. Like if you if you fist bump, you're the one that's botching the norm. Like yeah. the norm is like a handshake right. or like yeah, but the bump is like always at the last second, and yeah. then you screw everything up. And it's just right, awkward. and then if you do it, and then they blow it up, and you don't blow it up. Yeah, uh, it just gets weird. <laughs> fist bumps like what bump. I do to little kids. Like, yeah. like hey man, you know, well that's what it is. It, you have to really you... broadcast the fist bump from like, way from off. a mile away yeah. to make it successful. But yeah, there's a, a comedian that did a joke about that about how he extended his. It was somebody across the room, and he extended his hand way too early. To as he was walking <laughs> towards the guy, and he says that he knew it was a problem. Like he's walking with his hand out. Why? He's like, I, he just knew that he goes, then I got caught between two, three people. So now I'm just oh. like, hand extended. Like, <laughs> he goes, and then for some reason I said this, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I love awkward stuff like that. I do crap like that all the yeah. time, though. There's no way around it sometimes. So I did this church in Oakland, okay? Oakland, and, California. Yes. Right. Oakland. Is there another Oakland? There's all kinds of Oakland. Is there? Oakland. I don't think so. Okay, so Good I'm one. in Oakland, and uh, this church had earplugs in the back. A lot of churches do for like whatever. They have a multi generational church, okay. and so they say earplugs because our worship service is loud mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're like the orange foamy guys, and they're just in a tray they, with they a sign of them. I don't know. That's gross. No, no, no. It was a little baggies. Oh, I mean, okay. they're, they were okay. loose though. I think though, but they were they were just out there. That's gross. And so you throw them away if you're done. But if I asked the guy, he said, yeah, he goes, uh, we've had that for a while. He goes, they used to be in a big bell jar, a big glass jar. Uh-huh. And he goes, we had to take them out of the jar because kids thought they were candy and we had kids <laughs> eating them. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. That Eating recycled earplugs. Well, they're not recycled. But they are if maybe, they're loose. Maybe they are. That's real gross. They were grabbing. Ooh, look. <clears throat> Skittles. <laughs> 
It's probably almost Chewy. as good as those circus peanuts. Remember those orange? <laughs> oh yeah, foamy man. Candy? I used to love those things. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, there are 35 cities in America called Oakland. Really? Really? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So, Curry Isn't there another Nashville? There is. There's a lot of Nashvilles. Really? There's like seven or eight Nashvilles. Indiana. Indiana. Mm. Arkansas. Yep. Yep. Curry said that she likes when Laura is on the show because when we have a question like this, she'll be shouting at at her radio or (laughs) her device. She knows the right answer. Or she's just saying, look it up. Don't oh. leave everything. And Laura looked it all up. It's not oh, very yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Well, we had that conversation. Like, w- w- yeah. now we are pausing better now at home because something. I'll go. Well, you've seen that actor. We watch a lot of these British shows. So you, you'll go with her there. I figured that she would either stop doing it because it irritated you when she stopped watching the show. To well, I do. But you've learned to accept it. Is what's happened. You know what? It doesn't irritate me as long as we either stop the show. Like I, uh, I want to know too. I just don't want to know to the detriment of the plot. Yeah, they were in. You know what I'm saying? So just just don't disengage. I, what I don't understand is why I want her to engage so much. Yeah, it bothers that, me. That, no, it's it bothers a thing me of too. Like you want to do something with somebody. Yeah, I'm experiencing it together. You don't want to yeah. like you experience and then have to tell her what She's happened. Exper- yeah, like Curry. Well, no, she won't even ask. She'll be like, eh. It's like we've been engaged in this show for two years, and all of a sudden, because yeah. there was something worth that was right. Google worthy, all of a sudden it's like, man. I don't know. I don't, no, it's I don't, really annoying. Yeah, Emily. Well, Emily's on her phone a lot, and that really bugs me <sighs> during shows. Emily, clean movies. it up, girl. Clean it up. Yeah, for real. If Watch. Emily was listening right now, which she's not, did no. you tell her we're doing less than an hour now? Yeah, she Sometimes. still thinks it's too we long. Don't say that. You've jinxed it. Now we're going to do way more than an hour. No, no. How much we'll time? I mean, an hour or a little over is acceptable. An it hour is. and a half is acceptable. Oh, but that's like, what I've been saying about preaching for years. Uh, Hello. Is this thing on? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you guys watch the British shows? Uh, what, like, like the Crown? Name the British shows. Like watch, Victoria, watch the Game Crown, or no. Whose line is it anyway? Or That's British. Did, Get out of here. Game oh, of Thrones. Naomi. That's Stop a British it. show. Stop it. That's no. Wait, you think it's wrong that I watch Game of Thrones? I didn't say anything like that. <laughs> yeah, you do. I can I see it on your. <laughs> I can see it on your face. Dude. I don't know. What's Listen, the crown? Okay. What is say the crown about? I watch it's it. about uh, Queen Elizabeth, uh-huh. and and you know, like the Queen Elizabeth who's still alive, but like back at the end of World War II, and her dad who died, and then the king, her dad's brother who abdicated. There's just a lot of history there. It's really interesting, fascinating. Oh. And Philip, who's you, you know, know, the one I've always thought was. Maybe interesting was uh, Downton Abbey. We watched that. Yeah, Isn't love Downton Abbey. Oh yeah, you never watched Downton no, Abbey. I, have, I no. honestly neither one don't of you have any clue what it's about. I just hear people talking about it. It's well, like here's proper, the deal: very foppish British people. <laughs> yeah, but mm. the like thing about Downton Abbey people. that I like that that you would like. So it's this. It's an actual house in England, and it's it it really spans decades. But it's the time when they're moving away. They're moving away from the British landed gentry into more of a egalitarian de- democratic type yeah. society and so you have two sets of people's lives going on you have the people upstairs and then you have this whole host of servants in their lives downstairs and how that they interact with the people upstairs and with one another and like for every hierarchy there is and every rule so like you know you would never wear a black tie to dinner in your own house like you had to wear a white tie. Like there's just all these little. This, Weird. It's so like. It's like manners. And, yeah, it's very yeah, much, okay. very much. They they live this well, life. That sounds right. But yeah, then downstairs, but downstairs, there's the same set of rules among the servants, just indifferent. Like you would never bring someone this glass when you have to bring in this glass. You know, it's like, and and it, and then of course the the humanity of everybody and how they appreciate one another, and then how it changes through the wars and through different times, and and how it's hard on everybody. So mm-hmm. it, it was just. It was a really great show. And you just saw the Churchill movie too, right? Dude, I saw Darkest Hour. Is it good? So we had some friends in uh, right. from Florida who are moving back to Mount Juliet, and they have uh, two kids, and one of their kids and Sadie are just great friends. And um, and so well, they're all great friends, but one's a girl her age. So, But anyway, and so they hung out at our house, and then Snowmageddon hit, and so we had people over the whole time. It was great, so we went to see a movie. Snowmageddon. Well, we were iced the in, The two bro. inches of it's snow. A dramatic, it's a dramatic title. It's the South, guys. But we always title it that when it mm-hmm. snows in Tennessee. I survived the blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> it snowed for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so we went out to a movie. The kids, we let them go see... Um, Coco. No. Hold on. The one with the rock in it. Oh, Jumanji. Yeah. Yeah. Fairy. yeah, let him go see Jumanji. 
And so Man, was good. I'm not happy about that remake. Not, you didn't like it? I didn't watch it. So well, there's go, that. Go see it. Well, how could you not be happy? I know about it's something? different, it's but I don't want it to be different. I want OG Jumanji. I don't remember Jumanji being that great. I loved it. I was a kid when I saw Jumanji. it. I could see so it being maybe, great if you're a kid. Yeah. I watched Jumanji with say to the old one. You didn't like the Robin. The rhinos coming charging through the like living it. room and stuff. I do like it. It lacked in some places because mm. like his whole, and the rock version didn't. I haven't seen that version. Oh, yet. Okay, it's more like a video game. But the whole the rock like they have three lives and they have the whole right. They yeah, realize and, that, they yeah, realize the rules. I like that. Kids Some of my issue with the it, first Jumanji is that the majority of what was probably the best part of the story you never see, which is his twenty years living in Jumanji. Yeah, that's you know a good saying? point. That's a good like, point. I, I don't want to see that. It's a lot happened from when he came up, yeah. little boy, up to Robin Williams. You know. So mm-hmm. anyway, but it was such a it was a really dark movie. It had what darkness. It was. Yeah, he's trapped in this world. Maybe that's why I like. Although this one. It all, I think the reason they made it dark and made it okay was is that all things return in the end. But I always feel right. weird about movies like that, like Big, where he becomes this adult all of a sudden physically. Yeah, and Big's a little scandalous if you ask me. Right, he ends sure. up like having this sexual relationship with this other adult. Right. Who is this? What are you? Big Tom, Hanks, Tom Hanks. Big was his first breakout oh, movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he sleeps with this lady. But she doesn't know that he's a kid. No. Yet. But then right. she finds out later yeah. in the movie that he's actually a kid. <laughs> right. And then he goes back to being a kid. He's going to grow up now. But it's like, hey. wonder what he told his parents. Like they're all like, you're back. Did he have to make up a kidnapping story? Or? <laughs> well, it's like. You can't tell him the truth. He had a few things happen the, to him while he was he a grown did. up that now yeah. he's going to live with the rest of his life. And he's back to being eight or whatever. Well, he knows he's going to grow sense. up to look like Tom Hanks. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he feels about that. You know? Well, that was my issue with Jumanji. Was at the end, like this dude's whole life, and you know, him and Helen Hunt go back to being kids again, but they remember. Mm-hmm. Right. So, how do you go back in 1963? I don't think it was Helen Hunt, it was Bonnie Hunt. Sorry, Bonnie Hunt, her sister, yeah. And so, they go, they go back, and now though, but they already know all the things that happen in the future, like yeah. they, they Too know much. we shouldn't right. know all that, yeah, yeah, like they would know what cars look like and technology <laughs> and all these things. And come on, guys, yeah, so it's like Biff with the almanac and Back to the Future, too, yep. He knew too much. To, he knew too much. Yeah. And then he, he would you? What would you do if we had time travel? What would you do if you could do one thing? What would you do? Would it be something altruistic? Would you go back and kill Hitler? Hmm. Um. Maybe that's know. not. The I don't think I came prepared to answer this question. <laughs> Dane, what would you do? Would you enrich yourself, John? Because I think if, that's what. If you time would travel were a thing, what would I do? Yeah. I would not go in the past. I would go into the future where I'm an old man. Really? I would. I can't wait to be old and just not care. I mean, Dane, it's not all it's cracked up to be, bro. I'm Dane, talking like... Dane, I don't think you care now. 60 years old. <laughs> 60 years old. Like, I can't wait for that. Wait life. a minute. 60 years old, old to you? Yeah. Okay. Old enough. Yeah. For what it's, I want. Yeah. Right. What do you want to do as an old person? Are you, have this... ha- are you, think, you'll, you think you'll have cut your hair? Yeah. It'll probably. be like the long haired guy <laughs> in the nursing Probably just wear a hat every day and it won't matter. That's yeah. what, yeah. 60 to me looks like me having a, a coffee shop that I like to go to every day, mm-hmm. reading the paper on my front porch, and just looking at the world through my front porch. That's your know. time travel. Famous. That's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to get to see that anyway. You yeah, but not try now. To, you I want to try now. to undo some injustice. Can't you sit on your front porch and read your paper now? Not like that. Here's what you do, though. You glance down at the paper and you see who won the 2082 NBA championship. You come back. You bet on that. Now you're Biff. <laughs> yeah. I can't come back. I only get one. But what if Biff, what if Biff, though, what if he would have done something wrong, uh-huh. okay? He right. would have used information he shouldn't have had, but instead of using it to destroy the town and build up his own self, what if he had a bettered society with the extra money? What if he'd become a philanthropist and cured world hunger all because he And he cheated? wiped out organized crime in the process because he bankrupted <laughs> Vegas with the, all the bets. That's what I'm saying. Would that, is, would that be so wrong, Johnny? What if I did do something that made me a lot of money, but I made the world a better place because of it? Tell me that. I don't know. Well, I think Back to the Future has a weird morality anyway. There's a comedian friend of mine. He talked about it. He used to have a bit about it. He said, Back to the Future, he goes back. He comes back to the future. Now everything's been fixed because of what he did. And now Biff, the bully, is out washing the car. And he goes, but that's a weird ending. It's like they all know each other. So it's like they're, the husband and wife, aren't they having the, the flies talking to each other? Like, 
Remember that time he Remember tried that time to... he tried to rape you in high school? Yeah. Oh, that was ages ago. And he's $5 <laughs> cheaper than the Johnson boy. Like, no, that's I've not always okay. wondered about that. Like, Why yeah, would he be doing odd jobs around your house now? Yeah, I would not I be loving... Yeah, Biff would be nowhere near my house if... Yeah. I think my, that is actually in my top three favorite movies, though. Love Back to the Future. Back I have Future. seen it maybe once. Dang. I'm not... It's not enough. I'm not a big... Dang. Um, Back to the Future. What specialist. old movies crossed over for you? What do you like? Do you like the Goonies? I love the Goonies. All right, so that. Works. I'll tell you what. I I'm think my favorite. <clears throat> I think my favorite one from like the seventies era. Mm. I don't. It wasn't made in the seventies. I don't think. But like that kind of movie mm-hmm. that is still old is. Um, Stay by me. No. Lean on me. Crap! It's like McConaughey's <laughs> first. Big film. Oh, you're talking about Days and Confused? Yes, Days yeah, and Confused. that was actually a 90s movie. I actually love Days and Confused yeah. a whole lot. Yeah, that was like a 90s view of the 90s, 70s. Huh? Yeah, it was okay. 90s. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see what, what stands out and what still crosses over with people. I like The Goonies a lot. I think that, of course, I think they're doing a reboot. I was going to say, I'm waiting on the yeah. new one because yeah, everything else is going to be done. They have to keep I think they on. may ruin it, but who knows? They will. But kids will go see it and like it. It's like the new Footloose people went and saw mm-hmm. with Zac Efron. Yeah. <sighs> He's no Kevin Bacon. Not even close. I hated Footloose. The original? Yeah. Why? I hated it. Dude, they banned dancing. Do you yeah, understand me, Dave? Mm. I was not a fan. I, it was a chick flick to the max. Kick off your Sunday shoes. And I like chick flicks, but I just couldn't handle that movie for some reason. I don't know. Sorry about it. That's but The right. Darkest Hour. Yes. Back, is how we got here back to the Darkest Hour. Back yeah. to the Darkest Hour was good. What's it about? It's about... It's Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. Okay. It's really kind of a nerd movie, like because there's not a lot of action. It's not. It's a big grandiose speeches and such. Well, it's it's sort of this. So a lot of people don't understand the history that existed between World War One and World War Two. Are you going to tell us all about that? Right Absolutely. Now? Oh my god. That that everybody understands, right? That the European nations allowed Hitler to do all the things he was doing in the 30s. Right. And so because they allowed all this, it was a... It was a they let him build the power that he could then invade Poland, etc. And every time he would cross over the line of an agreement or something, they would kind of... <laughs> they, would, they would be like, oh, don't do that. And he, uh, they never wanted to start another war. Right. So they let it go too far. So that, And Dane... I'm sure you learned from history class the name of no, that philosophy politically and how it happened historically was called. I wasn't listening right then. I don't even know. Is it like non-interventionalism? Appeasement. Or appeasement. Okay. Yeah. So it's this time of appeasement. So this. So you got this guy, this prime minister of England, right before, and now all of a sudden, people don't understand. In like two months, Hitler took over all of Europe. Mm-hmm. Like no one was ready. He had built his war machine for a decade, took over all of Europe, and England was still an appeasement mindset. So the whole movie is about moving out of appeasement and how Winston Churchill, because they were ready to just make peace with Hitler and basically just be a German-run state. Mm. And they had the entire army trapped at Dunkirk. Dunkirk. (laughs) Dunkirk. That's even tougher name. So Dunkirk, they were trapped there, about to be wiped out. They're like, well, let's just just reach out and make peace. And, And Winston Churchill, who's this crazy character, which is played by... Gary Oldman. Which is nuts because I mean, he doesn't look anything like. Looks him. nothing like him. And he always plays like the Russian or Eastern European terrorist, or he played right. Lee Harvey Oswald and JFK. Yeah, he's going to get an Oscar for it. I think. I mean, so he's he's terrific, but like he's a very unpopular. Winston Churchill's very unpopular. Everybody thinks he's a little bit crazy, and things are not easy for him through this whole process. But eventually, he was the one voice who'd been saying it for years that we have to stop Hitler. No, I want to listen to him, and then all of a sudden, he you know inspired people to not give up. And the crazy thing about Dunkirk is there's like three hundred thousand soldiers stuck there, about to be annihilated, mm-hmm. and they, they couldn't get to them. Right? Is that he authorized this crazy plan that no one thought would work to get all of the British civilians who had boats who were willing to cross the English Channel and to bring soldiers back because you know they were trying to hold off the Germans. I need to see that movie too. And it worked. Like they evacuated the entire army basically with almost no casualties so that the British Mm -hmm. army was was saved so they could actually come back to fight the war. And then Tom Hardy flies in and saves the day. It would have been better (laughs) if it was called Gunkirk. (laughs) Gunkirk. Yeah. That sounds like so I watched Braveheart the other day. That's great, but I know too much now. Like I know that it's the real story is not even close to about William Wallace. Yeah, I don't even. I don't want to know it. Don't tell me. 
That's the thing is, don't we make it's not that, No, it's very, very. No, don't, it's not. But the it deal is, it's that. Um, oh, what's the other guy's name? The King in the in the mm. uh, uh, the Bruce. William the Bruce. Bruce. I don't uh, like stories that are sucked. true stories that like they that embellish that but much. But he's though. the guy who really, in Scottish history, he's the guy nope. who was more known for the liberation nope. of Scotland. I don't believe it. They came down from the mountains in the Mel hundreds Gibson. and thousands. <sighs> I don't know. It's like Michael Orr, the blind side. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like now he has to get asked questions all the time and he has to kind of, he's owned it in interviews. Like, no, it wasn't really like that. You know. But that's a movie. I mean, it's but it's so a it's, movie that people believed they wanted to see it more because they want to. But it's based yeah. on a true story. It makes it more inspirational. Yeah, there was an Onion story about that that said Michael Orr, he was having a t- rough season, so they showed him the Blind Side to inspire him. Or whatever. <laughs> 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 that was their tactic. That's funny. Oh, that's we got to show you this movie. You're gonna love it. So I haven't I haven't been on the show in a while, but and I didn't get to listen to last week's episode, but. Mm. Oh. How's it been going for you guys? The new year and oh my gosh, Dane, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's great. I'm. Uh, I had some time off and that was good, and got to rest. Good holidays with the fam. My brother. I told you my brother bought a 120 year old farmhouse. No. And uh, if he could have talked to, you, if I could have set up a meeting with your dad and mom, they could have maybe talked him out of it. Because don't they own like a really old house that they're oh. always like having to fix up? Well, yeah, but yeah. how many acres did he buy? Seven, it's seven acres. It's on seven okay, acres. Okay, so it's so. pretty similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's out I don't there. Know. I don't know what my mom and dad There's not a right angle in this house. Okay. That's but it's actually been restored. It's actually terrible. okay. It's It creaks a lot. It's a creaky. And it might be haunted. He doesn't know. Like, do you believe in haunted oh, houses? I always no. played on that. You don't my believe house? in haunted houses? I don't. Let me just give you But this. I do believe that there are buildings with no right angles. What was the name of that place we played <laughs> it in Knoxville? It was a... It was a haunted house. No, it was a church that had no right angles, and then another church had bought it. And it said Unitarians have no right, right. angles. No There's no right angles or buildings. Anyway, I did sorry, a show. I did a show at a church in Nebraska, <laughs> and it was in an old. It's like a big igloo. They call themselves the Igloo Church, hmm. and it used to be like a like a hardcore fundamentalist Pentecostal church, yeah. like non-denom Pentecostal. And literally, they used to joke about it when when they bought the building. The Pentecostals like, yeah, we built it that way. Because the demons can't hide in the corners. Because it's totally round. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Eskimos in Nebraska. Okay. What was I saying? Oh, oh your, your brother. So my brother, yeah. like Tara, his wife, she asked the other day, and like, she was like, she just put it on Facebook. Does anybody believe in... What? And I was just like, oh, no, what's happening? So evidently they have a chandelier in their dining room. <laughs> yes. And so Hayden, their daughter, who's like nine, she said... Uh, they come in the other day and the chandelier's spinning, like <laughs> spinning. No, it's not. And they go, and it's way <laughs> taller than Hayden. They said, "Hayden, did you like get on the stepladder and like shake this or get it?" She's like, "No, I just started doing that." Okay, but when they say spinning, are they talking like it's spinning like sixty miles per hour? No, no, no. But it was spinning. Slightly, it, was, it was moving and should not have been moving. It's air. It's yeah, not be air. It, there's always an explanation. No, I think sure, but I'm saying it was moving faster than it wasn't like swaying in the air conditioning. It was spinning. It's dra- there's a draft. I'm, I'm not sure. sure. I don't know, Johnny. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I believe it either. I'm just saying. I have, I have a similar, it, it's amazing, it's similar to me that situation. Have, I'm not going to tell you like a weird, <laughs> like if I believe in it and if they need to get out of the house. You're not telling me you don't believe in either. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I don't. I don't believe in that. Yeah, who knows though? For real, who knows? Nobody knows. I know. So I have a similar situation <laughs> with with my parents' house growing up. It's an old house, probably yeah. like 120 years old okay. at this point. But I remember being a, like probably 10, 11 years old, and. uh I, it was late one night. I was in my parents' bedroom, and my dad was out of town. And I was sleeping with my mom because I was mm-hmm. a kid, and was, you know that's what happened. And their piano is in the next room over, right? And I hear the piano start playing. Okay, and it's freaking ten, eleven o'clock at night at this point. The lights are off. It's quiet except for the piano, oh, and it's no. just boom, 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 just like one note. Oh. And this is just me and my mom. I'm freaked out. Right. And my mom was like really cool headed about it. And I'll never She's forget like, it. She's like, <laughs> it's probably a mouse in the piano eating the felt. And I don't know why my mom knew that. But when we went in there and checked it, 
the felt was gone off of that note. (laughs) It was the creepiest thing, but with like the simplest explanation ever. I'm sure there's an explanation. It's old house. It's, you know, whatever. (laughs) I just, look, it's fine. right now. It's fine. (laughs) Dude, if the haunted piano in the next room over could be explained away, like... So my friend Jeff, my friend Jeff, when he was like 15 or 16, uh, this was years and years ago, he was at a party and they pull out this Ouija board and he's like, oh, he's uncomfortable. He's like, fine. So they make him put his hands on the thing. So they asked it, is Elvis alive? And he made it spell out, Jeff is Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny. Oh, anyway, don't play with Ouija boards, kids. <laughs> uh, my, my friends would never come over to our house right. growing up because I... I just would tell them all these scary the piano stories. Story. Sure, what's a cre- yeah. is your house? Your house isn't creepy looking though, right? I mean, it can be. Yeah, it, it kind of was, mm-hmm. uh, especially on like a cloudy day. It's like on a hill, so it was like kind of right. dingy white when we got it. It was, yeah. it was kind of creepy. It's a good house, man. Though I, I have a lot of good memories in that house for sure. I that's miss living cool. out in the country. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Farmhouses have character. Definitely, this house is really it's cool. He's got his own barn. My brother's got his own barn now. But it's just it needs a lot of work, and I'm I, it's it overwhelmed me to think about how much work yeah, it's still needed. Whereas I was like, I'm my house is done. I'm glad my house is mm-hmm. done. Yeah, I'm so relieved. Yeah, know. you know, we moved and and we had a lot to do. I still have a few things, and there's that mental list. Although I theorize that houses are never done. Well, that's true. There's always true. something you want to do, especially oh. if you have a wife. Oh, oh, oh snap. snap! Never done. Somebody needs to get some counseling up good, in here. Good thing she's not listening. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know how many minutes we go. If we ended it right now, though, she'd probably listen. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Does Does Emily have do to do lists for you? Like she gives you honey? No, she doesn't like make lists. But there are things that like I'm expected to do for yeah. sure. Yeah. Or she'll call me like on her break at work. <laughs> and like, hey, yeah. can you do this? I wonder if yeah. we could do a social experiment. All right. And I wonder if we talked about Emily enough on the podcast. That people but you, would tell her. Yeah, like you say nothing she would to her. Listen. I wonder if it would eventually get back to her yeah. to the point that she wanted to listen, but she wouldn't know which episode it was. She'd have to start listening <laughs> That's true. in order to find it. Well, like, somebody would, you, would tell her, whoever told her that we were talking about If her. you're listening right now and you're going to be a part of the social experiment yeah. and you know Emily. I think Emily's smarter than you think she is. Don't tell her what episode it is or you're going to ruin all the controls of the experiment. Why do you think Emily's so stupid? Yeah, dude. It's your freaking problem. I just wanted to listen. Do you ever talk about my wife that I way I wanted again? to listen. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I love your wife. Uh... I wanted to have your wife on here as a guest, actually. Oh, but. she'd be a great guest. Yeah, she would. If she okay. listened to the podcast. If she listened. Yeah. But some people do, they're like, oh, I'll be on it, but I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> she'd start looking at her watch around 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. This is good. Oh, God, you've been here so long. This is about enough. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I understand. So I, I, I have to say this because I'm the only one in this room that cares. Okay. And that. <sighs> I'm the only one maybe in the state who cares, but Tennessee plays Vanderbilt tonight in basketball. Okay. And it's going to be... You're not the only one that cares. I just it's think... It's going to be a really good game. I'm the only one who watches. Well, we already How about played that? them once and we beat them. Yeah, but they shot the lights out. We had to come from behind. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Um, how, how is UT this year? They're really good. Okay. We're ranked. We're ranked 22nd. Kentucky is not ranked for the cool. first time since 2014 or yeah. something like that. Kentucky's lost a few games. I need to get into college basketball, man. I've said that for years because I really like watching it, but I just don't follow it. I don't know why. <sighs> I don't know. And Oklahoma's well, like really good this year. Trey Young. Yeah, they are phenomenal. good. Yeah, that dude scored 48 the other night. Dude, mm. he averages like 25, 21, 22 points. And they lost, like, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't enough. He scored freaking 48 <laughs> points and it wasn't enough yeah. to win the game. That's what crazy like, what to me. What do you got to do? Mm. Guys, there's crazy. a lesson there. There is. It's mm. like John. That's how John feels like his, when he pulls his white ear. He's like, I'm doing everything. He's like 19, at this right? church. Why can't we get it together? <laughs> right, John? Because I scored 48 spiritual points. That's right. And somehow. Mm. I don't feel that way at all, actually, Johnny. Man. I don't know what the equivalent would be, but <laughs> we need to, you need to watch. I will. You need to watch tonight. It's going to be on ESPNU. So, um, ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> the Ocho. No, I'll check it out because uh, I didn't get to see the last one. I, was, I had a gig and I was out of town, but I want to. I'd like to see it. Yeah, Andy's always tough. 
We know they got rid of uh, Stallings? Kevin Stallings. You know that. Really? Yeah, a couple years He's ago. He's famous for being kind of a potty mouth. Yeah, my favorite thing Whenever ever. Whenever I have a live mic on him, he's just like bleeping every other word. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I liked Kevin Stallings, though. Uh, I, I don't know what it was about him. There's a frankness to him. He's a straight shooter. <laughs> you always knew where you stood with him, <laughs> with the MFers and the things he would say. <laughs> he's just... God, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, the coach we had before Conzo. No, yeah. yeah, what was his name? Oh, the the one looked like a used car salesman. Yes. Get red, red in the face. I can't believe you don't remember. Well, I'm sorry. I'm having a moment. What is his name? <sighs> that, he got that, NCAA sanctions yes, all over him. That dude had a mouth on him. Yeah. It's one of those things like the camera could never go in tight. Yeah. They couldn't have a tight shot you on him. could always read the lips. Because, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. anyway. No, but uh, it's uh, my favorite thing like, that Kevin Stallings ever did was, you remember Joe Kim Noah from Florida, which I, 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 obviously I hate Florida, obviously, and he's the most hateable player of all time yeah. in, in any sport, and he's on players in Chicago. Is he still in Chicago? Yeah. They, they can't stand him. Like, one of them, yeah. He was a Nick. So I remember that time that Stallings was holding the ball in inbounds play, and he was calling a play, and Joe Kim Noah wanted to take the ball to inbounds it and Stallings like ripped it away from him like remember that like that oh, whole yeah. it, was so, it was so awesome it was like you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend you know what I'm saying yeah I'm just like, like this, this guy gets it yeah <laughs> he understands Jokuno is the devil this guy gets me I <laughs> kind of thought Jokuno was a big dorky guy like and so I kind of was like oh okay he probably doesn't have a lot of friends I've, I kind of feel because he's good at basketball and that was I think that's pretty much all he had going for him so I kind of I didn't, he may be the best guy ever you know yeah. I'm not speaking to his character right now right so, he's had an injury plagued uh, career yeah. in the pros so I hope you're happy I, I wish no injury upon anyone oh, no. um, that probably is not do you ever when you're watching a game and Root for like, players to get injured? No, 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 no not root for players to get injured. <laughs> but like, if you're playing Alabama, yeah, and there's a, a just a, a shimmer of hope that possibly Is you it know, shimmer of hope. Yeah, like a glimmer. No, no, it's I'm thinking a shimmer. I wanted to just <laughs> you a wanted little to shimmer as it glimmers. <laughs> right. Okay. But like you know, we're not quite yet down by 21. Right. Like we're only down by 17, mm-hmm. and so there's still hope that uh-huh. if we had a miracle second half, and then one of their players goes down. Yeah. Like, you didn't wish for him to go down. No. But do you ever... And you don't want his career to be over. No. Just, but do you I want, ever just I want hope, his night to be over. Like, yes. I wonder <laughs> if he could have tweaked his ankle. If he tweaked his ankle just enough to not be able That's to come Marty. back That's Marty. Marty has a joke about that. When he coached foot, high school football, he was like, uh, when the player would go down, when a player for the other team would go down, we'd all take a knee and we'd pray. We'd be like, Lord, Jesus, just help this guy to feel better. Tomorrow, <laughs> because he is killing us off tackle, Jesus. <laughs> That's great. That's great. But yeah, it's hard not to be like, uh, but I also, you want to beat a team at their biggest strength. So, you know, you don't want to beat the Patriots without Tom Brady because you didn't really beat the Patriots then. You know what? I would have felt that way before Tom Brady won like 17 Super Bowls. He's now 40. I'd be happy he is to be 40 him. and that he's playing better real. somehow. God, it drives me crazy. You, John, you're not even 40 yet, and I bet you could not throw a football across the side of this room. <laughs> that, that hurt, John. It would not reach me. <laughs> you're, you're wearing a hoodie, Can completely I use... cinched up like Nana. You're rocking in a chair. Yeah. You're, st- you're 39, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, 39? I'm sick, though. Give me a break. So you're saying you if just... you were full strength, you, could, full play strength, like, you could play like Tom Brady. I'll, I'm <laughs> calling it. Listen, right now I'm going to the airwaves. Okay. You tell Tom Brady that I said name the time and the place. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be there. I'll be it. there. That's nice. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> I don't either. Tom, oh, he'll man. be there. He'll be wearing his uh, Tom Brady could beat you in his Ugg boots. <laughs> Does he have a Ugg boots? Yeah, he's, an, he's a yeah. Is he he's a Ugg spokesman? Yeah. That's Uggs for guys, weird. Uggs for men. Oh dear, <sighs> Uggs. Not a big Tom Brady. He's fan. kind of metro. Like he's got that thing about him that, like you know, yeah. Does he like have a sports, cologne? He has a cologne. He has a cologne. He's got his, uh, you know, his old sportswear. Whatever. It sounds weird to have cologne by men because I don't want to smell like a man. You know what I'm saying? They used to be the slogan. Like I, am, I smell like a man already. That's why I need cologne. Brute. It smells like a man. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't. I already smell like a man. Yeah. I, that's the point. Your natural smell. Right. That's the thing we're trying to fix. <laughs> so yeah. it's not. Put some spices in there. <laughs> yeah. 
Some old some, spices. Oh. <laughs> old spice was definitely the go to thing when it's like, oh, I didn't get anything for Father's Day for my dad yet. It's the old spice gift set. <laughs> I don't even know if people still buy old spice. Now the commercials are like really weird and stream of consciousness yeah. and odd. Yep. But it used yeah. to be old spice was the old person. They tried to kind of really? recapture they tried to capture like oh. a youth market. Well it's got old in the name. It's like yeah, sailboats on the bottle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now they're, now they're, <laughs> Now they're going after the same people that like buy Axe body spray and stuff. You know, you think that's what they're doing? Because they're yeah, right. Because Axe is all Axe has a sexual tension, while yeah, Old Spice definitely. is just weirdness. Yeah, it's just some dude riding on a horse backwards across the beach. You know, whenever I think of Axe, anybody that's been in youth ministry knows that when you think of Axe, you don't think of those commercials. You think of seventh graders, yes, dousing themselves in it. Yeah, oh I think of locker room when I think Axe. Yeah, it's like. Dude's just like spraying yeah. their entire body with yeah. Axe and it's smelling terrible. Yeah. I hate it. That's yeah. It's like a cloud of insecurity. I think it's like sweat and insecurity. I think yeah. of <laughs> sweat and insecurity. I think of <laughs> hotel rooms when you guys were kids and we were on trips mm-hmm. and coming in there. Yeah, it's terrible. It's always one of you. I was never that person. No, you weren't. But I will tell you this. There was always the girls' rooms smelled so much worse really? than the guys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When did you start wearing underarm deodorant, John? How old were you? When did you get, first of all, let me ask this, when did you get underarm hair? Jeez, this How do you know? How would I, I don't remember. I don't you don't remember, remember this? I don't remember. Probably in I don't, remember exa- I, don't. I don't remember exactly when it happened, but I do remember that I was late to the game as far as underarm hair because I, I had very light hair. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I remember being mocked. I remember being made fun of in the uh-huh. locker room because I didn't have, I had like bare <laughs> armpits. Wow. Some guys had these huge that's awesome. Like hair coming out. And I was just like, this is the th-. And I really did. I felt ashamed that I didn't have underarm hair yet, which mm. feels really think, dumb. You think about grown-up right. problems, and you're like, this is so stupid. Right. To be like, now I wish I didn't have. Right. right. That'd be great. What would be better than that? <laughs> right. Than not having underarm hair. It's funny, yeah. man. You know, Johnny, I talk all the time about the difference in generational shame, because Johnny would make a joke. I, I will just say this to not be too... Um, <clears throat> explicit on the podcast that our days of youth ministry, Dane, your particular group of guys <laughs> had apparently just incredible body image and you guys yeah. had zero issue. We were very secure. Walking around with no clothes on. Yeah. Like, and on just yeah. for no reason on trips, yeah. like I would have to pull, no, there was re- it was just funny. I had to pull you guys aside all the time and say, for the love, I'm going to kill you. Like, <laughs> what are y'all doing? And Johnny would always say, Whatever happened to the good old days when we were ashamed of our bodies? Yeah, I was taught my body was disgusting and horrible. Why, why are you oppressing me with shame? Like it was. I, well, I didn't want you to be shamed. I just you did. Did, did the did. internet was out? No, and there was this thing people were being. I wanted stupid. you to stop scaring away the visitor kids. That's kind of yeah. what I was going for. I know we were. Idiots. Remember that one kid that never came back to camp? Um, <laughs> that really happened. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it happened a couple times. Probably a couple. I remember y'all say, and we know him today as Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Oh yeah! Wow, good callback there. That was good, Johnny. That was good. Uh, No, I think I think you know what's so funny is is the cause of shame is really irrelevant. Yeah, it it really, really is. But man, it's funny how you remember it, even if it's not some big thing. I can honestly tell you, and there's things I wouldn't say. I can tell you moments, especially like probably between nine and twelve when older guys made fun of me for some reason. Yeah. And it's as clear as day in my head still. Oh, yeah, no, it's crippling. Yeah. yeah, it's very defining. It's very crippling. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think you have to, yeah, and it can cross over your relationship with God, all that stuff where you like, you you have to define what what is, uh, what you can control and what you can't and what can strip your value and what can't, what shouldn't be assigned value, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I have shame about things that I've said in my lifetime. Yeah. I have no idea why I'm doing a podcast now because mm. it just magnifies it even more. <laughs> yeah. But I can remember like specific instances where it makes me like, I think I was talking about it the other day with somebody like you have those moments in the shower where you're all alone and you remember that one time yeah. you said that one thing or uh-huh. you did that one thing and you just scream. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I do it all the time. Yeah. I go, oh, I have those just moments from thinking man. about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cringy moments. Yeah, no. And it's not even a big deal. I just said something <laughs> stupid where yeah. I got a word wrong, and mm-hmm. I'll remember that forever now. Then I know what the bigger one is. What is it? I, uh-huh. I don't want to bring your shame to the public. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that. what you're talking about, though. 
What if okay, it's all, oh, I can't it wait. It may have this. been the best moment of ever. <laughs> <laughs> the best moment of ever. Of ever. Was, Would you say it was a shimmering <laughs> moment? <laughs> I did get a steroid shot today. Um uh-huh. We went to this record label meeting. Oh, this is one of them. This is one of them. Oh, no. He got uh, it. So, so I was, I was, I was managing the band. Then, uh, Golly, uh, I don't even know this. We had our first big record label. I meeting. hope this guy isn't listening. It ever. was so great. We walked in. Uh-huh. It was. I won't say the name of it. It was. Well, I'll just yeah, say you can say it. it was EMI. It was like funny. the big boys. Yeah. It was okay. the big boys. It was you know. And so we walk in, and uh-huh. I had coached. <laughs> I had coached the guys because, yeah. you know, okay, look, you know, we want to look this way and this way and this oh, way, not man. this way and this way and this way. And so he walked in and the guy said, he turned to Dane and he said, hey, how you doing? I'm Brad. And Dane said, <laughs> hi, I'm Brad. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. My brain you shut just off. repeated it? I did. I, I'm, and for, I would have taken it to the grave with oh, that guy. No. I'd be like, my name is Brad <laughs> forever like, oh, now. Yeah. You just be Brad like, now. Oh, you're Brad too? Dude. And we all looked at Dane. And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Um, wow. Yeah, that's one of those. Like, I'm sweating now. Well, when you're I'm nervous, sorry, Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, when you're, it's I hilarious. did not know that story. When you're nervous, though, you do. Yeah, you you really say, do. like, I don't ever gush over people normally. Like, if I meet somebody kind of quasi famous, but I grew up uh, like loving uh, Steve Taylor's music, Christian artist, and like he wrote so many great songs, and and he was just so different than anything else that was out there. He wrote very satirical stuff, and so I got to do a compassion. Uh, dinner where they thank all the artists who raise money for compassion kids over the years with their events. And so I got to be invited to that. So Amy Grant's there and all these people are there. And Steve Taylor walks in. I did not expect him to be there because he hadn't done music in 20 years at this yeah. point, but he put, he was putting on a new record. He shows up and I'm freaking out. Well, I had supported like his Kickstarter to make this new record. So Curry goes, cause she's just like <laughs> bold. She's like, just go tell him that you helped him make his new record. That you're in. Just go introduce you. I go, I'm not saying anything. I sat down. I was like all cowering. And then, like, she goes and gets him. Oh, wow. <laughs> and brings him over. She goes, my husband is, like, your biggest fan. Oh, and he helped. Worst. He helped raise money for your record. He gave towards your... And you're just melting it, in No, the Steve Taylor goes, he's here? Where is he? Like, he wanted to meet me after yeah. he heard that, which was kind of cool. Yeah. So he comes over, and then I do not remember what happened. <laughs> I really don't. You don't remember it. He said, hi, you know, good to meet you. And I think I said, I'm Johnny, but I don't Who knows? Who knows what wow. I said? Your brain just shut off. I literally do not do that normally, but I do not remember that conversation. And I just told, I asked Curry later, like, did I please tell me I didn't like keep him there too yeah, long? Yeah, I've had similar moments numb. like that. And because I just don't normally do that, but I was, he was a hero when I was a kid. And when somebody's your hero right. when, you're, when you're a kid and then you get to meet him in oh, real yeah. life. Yeah. And it's an artistic, it's, it's a professional setting. It wasn't like I met him backstage at a show. Like I'm an artist, he's an artist now. Right. And it was just, Super cool and but weird too. You know, I, I really, I really think, um, I think Dane, the moment in your life that you begin to really feel stupid about things in your past is actually a sign of a, of maturity. Because the way you feel about those little things, I feel I about felt stupid for a long time. I feel, I but I really feel stupid mature. about about almost the first, the last twenty years, a yeah. lot of things. Yeah, I have a lot yeah. of those, and it, it's a, it, and it's not just dumb things that I did, but it's it's it maybe ways that I was thinking or ways that I right. lived in relationships or how you treated people. Even yeah, I mean, not yeah. realizing yeah. that I did. I mean, the biggest one always, and, and I've talked about it before, but. I mean, like the way I treated my buddy who was a drug addict, you know, the way I looked down on him and the yeah. way I didn't, I didn't really love him well or the way that I, Johnny, you uh, sent me a tweet the other day. I was thinking about that this morning actually too. And do you, yeah. I bet you can quote it. It said, um, if, what is it? You, you can't really uh, love someone if you think that they need Jesus more than you do. Oh, that's so good. If you secretly think they need Jesus more than you do, you can't really love someone. And I was like, oh, wow. How many people do we like? Yeah, I'm going to help you. It's like we're reaching down yeah. from this position. Yeah. It's like if you realize, well, that's the thing when I started doing, speaking of compassion, when I started doing events for uh, <laughs> children in poverty and you raise money for these these packets in the back and there are these faces and you realize this is the only packet for that kid in the world and you're doing all this stuff. And I started learning from other speakers who do this and they go out and this is how they support themselves, but it's also how they support these children. And so they go out and they're, I wouldn't say they're pros at it, but they know how to motivate a crowd. And I was like, help me understand. And I would watch their presentation and I would just pick up little clues of like, how do you, 
how do you make someone hit that, get that gut punch of poverty mm-hmm. when they're in a comfortable church building? Right. You know, that's heated and air conditioned. How do right. you, so the things they would say, and, and one of the things this person said that really always got to me, they talked about justice. They said, justice is not rich people helping poor people. Justice is realizing that we're all the same. And I really, I mean, I've always taken that with me when I go to do anything that's for a charity. I try to put myself in that headspace of like, this is not about me reaching down to pull you to my level. It's about realizing this is humanity. We're all in this and we all need the same grace. We all need the same help. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you on this one. (laughs) And it's gone. Wow. (laughs) It was like it was that like was our credit. The credits were rolling. <laughs> the credits were rolling. I don't and think with they that could. note, <laughs> they probably couldn't hear it on the oh, episode. Okay. Like it didn't bleed the through your earphones. Music. Oh, yeah. and we should probably tell them. Yeah, the music yeah, started. And, and we the just heard the music. outro music in our ears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like, I guess Johnny's done. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. No, no. You know the thing is, to to that point, you're right, and I am less likely at almost forty, as we pointed out. I spent my whole life making definitive statements, mm-hmm. you know? In fact, I felt like I, if I felt like I'm almost built my identity around definitive statements. And so people will come to you who are looking for definitive answers because you're mm-hmm. willing to make definitive statements. And most all of them are accurate. I don't think I said a lot of things that weren't inaccurate, but that weren't inaccurate. Wait, wait, that weren't accurate. Gosh, <laughs> I'm really struggling. with. You're just gonna have to. I'm running on. Wait, are you? So you're Brad. Now what? (laughs) How you doing, Brad? And and now, you know, we're in a little email uh, thing with some dudes, and somebody really put out there some questions about. We were reading John 14. Yeah, where Jesus says, "If you ask anything in my name, Mm -hmm. I'll do it." He says it two or three times, and this dude like finally said what I think needed to be said into the thread. Yeah. He says, I can see how people really, really struggle with this. Yeah. Like the, you know, because it's such a clear thing and it just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, and he just, he just said it. And I was looking at it this morning because we're supposed to answer and it's so hard for me. Number one, I got some things that I think would be helpful to this. Yeah. But it's like, I'm so much more careful now to not go, let me give you three positive viewpoints right. that will... Yeah, let me tell you why you're thinking right, is wrong. That will satiate right. your doubt. I mean, it's not to make you feel wrong. It's yeah. to help you feel better. It's like almost like yeah. my my version of how I help Christianity is to hand you a Tylenol mm-hmm. and to help ease some of the aches and pains. And sometimes you need to feel them. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that dude was being honest, finally. Um, and I still said some things, but what I... That to me, that was the beauty of what this is supposed to be is, hey, you know, that's a big deal yeah. when you're willing to express to people that you care about something that's real, mm-hmm. um, not for the purpose of just shutting it down, you know, but to say, I'm, I'm listening, you know, I'm, I'm listening there. Yeah, and it's and, valid. And yeah. or if somebody's been damaged by church, we used to be like, oh, this is an attack against the church instead of oh, saying gosh, like, yeah. What you're feeling is legitimate, and there does need to be uh, reform within the church. Absolutely. I can see a need for that. That's not tearing down the body of Christ. That's not tearing down Christ's mission. That's just saying your situation, what you went through was wrong. There's years that I went through my life where I felt like I was afraid to even validate someone's real pain because I was afraid that it would then undermine their faith in God. Right. It would be, like, be a linchpin thing. Like If I let them have this, right. then they'll turn their back on the whole thing instead of being like, do what you went through was completely crazy. Well, it, would, it would undermine your faith too. Right. If you were willing to admit that, yeah, yeah that actually doesn't add up. Right. And, like and, qu- it makes you question everything. If you start allowing these. Right. And well, it's it like, should. but see, it's like if I, if somebody like there's a person who built my house and now I'm hanging, I mean, I've already drilled holes in the walls and, and had to like realize that's not a stud and start over and mud over it. And the house was perfect when I moved in. Mm-hmm. So for me now to be like, oh, because of these holes in the walls, like the builder, that's not that does not undermine the builder, in other words. Yeah, that's good. The damage that I'm doing to my house from here on out is on me. And and I have to keep a check on that. But it's like with the church, we're so, we're so defensive of it because we're afraid if we admit that we've knocked some holes in the walls right. when we shouldn't have, 
that it undermines the builder, and it shouldn't. It should not, but we're afraid of that. Well, and the key to the church being the church is repentance. Yeah. It's, the, it's what makes us the church in the first place. And you, yeah. you cannot have repentance without yeah. an acknowledgement that there's something in my life that needs to be continually reformed. Yeah. And, and there's a, it's like the Me Too movement. They're going to be those who always, who always move towards, they're going to always go towards the exception. Well, I remember the one time that there was this one person and their accusation was false and this yeah. and that. And until you actually sit with someone and listen yeah, hear their story. to a survivor, mm-hmm. you know, who went through something horrible that, that we haven't been through. Right. Like where in the world is we're, the, we're, we're having to learn to listen as a culture and it's, we're you having know, to learn to listen as a culture. And, and yeah, I, you're right. If you, if you, I think that's it. I think what I'm most, and I don't want to use the word shame. When I look back and the reason I'm less definitive now, mm-hmm. I, when I make a definitive statement, I, I, I'm really more prayerful about it. Yeah. I want to get this right because I realize I'm still in, I'm still in process mm-hmm. and I look and I cringe at how often I felt like, well, that process is over in this part because I know this to be true and this to be true. And, I, and like I said, a lot of that was accurate. And so like for my friend, and just so I don't leave this hanging on that, you know, I mean, I told him, I said, and you know, when I really kind of prayed about it this morning, instead of just going, well, let me tell you what it really means in the Greek. And, you know, I said, you know, the one thing I'm reminded of this morning is Jesus also asked God for something directly that God said no to mm-hmm. and didn't answer in the way he wanted. Yeah. But he did answer. Because Jesus said, I don't want to, I don't want to be crucified. And, but I'll do it if that's what you want. And God could have let him out of it. And in our minds, well, we could have found a different way or whatever. Yeah. But at least when we feel that brokenness or that sense of dissonance between us yeah. and God, that you said I can ask for anything and, you know, and we take it and isolate it and we make this whole religion out of that one verse and God let me down. But, and that's what they were saying, you know, someone, and I'm sure people have asked for people to not die and they did. And I, you know, and then that hit me and I said, you know, my dad, my dad had 99% blockage in his heart in 2011 mm-hmm. and honestly should have died. They weren't even aware of how he got into there. And I asked God to please don't let my dad die. Right. In 2017, my dad died, you know? Yeah. But you know what I got? I got six years. Yeah. God answered my prayer, but it's never enough. Like the only right. answer to the prayer that would have worked is for dad to live forever, you know? And, and he is by the way, but not here. And, but it's, it's so with Jesus, God, said no but then jesus received encouragement he sent angels to the garden who strengthened jesus and jesus seemed to have this different sense of resolve before and after that moment yeah that god said i'm responding and i'm going to help you and i I think that was the thing look jesus is not i don't but we can't believe that jesus is saying anything you want off the top of your head i will always do it the moment you ask for it right whatever i think in my name means in relationship with me i will always respond and i will always be helpful to you yeah and and there was something freeing of that. But just that dude being willing, and yeah. then me being willing, hopefully, to not just juke him. I'm just going to juke you with all this you know, <laughs> right. stuff that doesn't help. So I, I feel you. Like the shame thing, I don't think shame ever helps. I think shame never helps. Um, in fact, research shows shaming children does not improve behavior. It actually decreases. Makes them better it. at hiding. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just it decreases their own their own ability to forgive themselves yeah. one and then makes them more right uh, devalues and devalues yeah. and so but I do think to look back and I, I I'm kind of glad I cringe a little bit because it makes me less likely to be so arrogant now to right. think that I'm the answer guy to everybody's problems uh, and that maybe I'll think before I speak and then I think about how much more in twenty more years that will feel so yeah. I don't know so I don't want to be sixty. <laughs> yet like i you know what i really want to be i want to be a i want to be a better 39 year old because i'm feeling pretty old you know some days and sometimes i feel just as young as I always have felt but just i i think it's a good goal and know that you'll never be as good as tom brady <laughs> guys you tell him anywhere anytime bro if you're listening tom i'd be really surprised <laughs> <laughs> yeah johnny can i tell you i love your um Every, Johnny does most of the descriptions for the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most, not all, most, not all, not John. All, most, not all. No, no, no. But, but the ones one you of my like favorite parts. <laughs> my favorite part of Johnny doing the description is he 
puts these little tags on the end. Not sponsored, not by. Not sponsored by. Yeah. That is my favorite part. Oh well, thanks. You very much, Dana. I think it, that like. needs to be. A I remember tradition. you're very funny, Johnny. No, I remember. Funny. Now listen, this Dane has always <laughs> Dane has always laughed at me, even when he was a kid, a kid in our youth group, seventh eighth grade. But I remember when I started doing, like, I hadn't even started doing comedy yet. I was just thinking about it, and I'd said something, and he'd laugh, and I'd say, "Do you think that would ever work in front of a crowd?" He goes. I don't know. I just don't. I th- he goes, I think you're funny. I just don't think other people will think you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> that really said that? You really did. I was like, all right. Oh, wow. So eat it, man. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, what do I know, dude? You couldn't have been more wrong. I was Someone, wrong. I was wrong. Someone asked me how you got into comedy the other day, and I told him the story yeah. of that time you stood up and just slayed a room. Like I on, wish I was the there cuff. for that, by the way. I was not there. Yeah. And, and like you it guys was both let me down that and night. you walked off the stage and looked it was at me. a college thing I was, it was a, a college kid thing. you walked off the stage you looked at me and you well, said it was the next day because you were sick that's why you weren't there if you'd been there I wouldn't have done it I was there to be I couldn't there. sing I was there right I it was sing. by yeah. accident yeah. Right? I came like he was uh-huh. gone we're supposed to do a funny song in. we're doing a funny song together and John was sick real sick I mean I lost my voice totally lost my voice and I said, but the next is a two day retreat so you came Saturday but Friday night is when I did the thing I could no I was here because you said I don't think so Remember, you asked me how it went. Uh, the second day you were with me. Maybe it's just grown in folklore so much. Man, that'd be something. Well, but I, anyway, it was definitely like a switch was flipped. Like sometime that weekend, you looked at me and said, I know what to do with my life. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, and I said, whatever it is, drop that and do comedy instead. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history, my friends. Well,. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Emily's not going to listen to this one. No, it's no. Not. we're sorry, guys. Yeah, but we we'll have planted better. the seed now. It's going to yeah. come. It's going to circle back. It's gonna like the telephone game. The seeds come back and circle back. I don't think your metaphors are really tree weird today. I'm tree seeds. Do they yeah. shimmer? <laughs> the shimmering dandelion <laughs> seeds. Yeah, they circle Beautiful. back. They circle right, back. Fine. Well, we've had a, it was great. It was great hanging out with you guys yep. and catching up. And uh, hopefully, we'll do it again next week. And sure. uh, send us your questions. Go ahead and subscribe. And uh, at Talk A B that pod. A B that pod. Yeah. And uh, you know, share it. We're getting some good comments and appreciate that from you, but we'll uh, see you next week on Talk About That. Peace. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer? Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth, unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.